Welcome to the Future of Retail podcast. I'm your curious host, Arif Yahya, and with me today is the Chief Executive Officer of Majid Al Futaim Shopping Malls, Shireen Khatib. One late night we couldn't sleep, so we went on a shopping spree. We asked our partners and our peers about the future of retail and what it could be. Shireen, morning. Thank you for having us. Where are we? Can we tell our listeners and viewers? We are in that concept store in Mall of the Emirates. A very special uh, space and platform where people can shop, can eat, can experience various things and can uh, get inspired. I know how special that concept store is to you. It's your brainchild. It's your baby. Everybody knows it. Uh, but we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it. Before that, I want to tell you this is a very special episode for me. I had the privilege of working at Majid Al-Futaim Shopping Malls mm-hmm. under your leadership, mm-hmm. specifically on Mall of the Emirates in a very interesting time between 2019 and 2020. So I'm a very proud graduate of, uh, of your school and this episode is particularly special for me. So thank you for being with us. And we miss you, Arif. I miss you too. So, Shireen, I don't think you need an introduction in the market. You you are a legend in the world, not only of retail, but also luxury retail specifically. Uh, you've brought so many concepts uh, to the region and uh, most people in the industry know that already. So, instead of doing a typical introduction, we want you to introduce yourself TikTok style. This is a TikTok podcast. Um, I know you promised me we're going to open your TikTok account probably together today. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, when you do open this account, you're going to be asked to introduce yourself with a bio mm. and you're limited to 80 characters because, you know, limitations always spur creativity. Mm. So how would Shireen Khatib introduce herself, TikTok style, 80 characters? So uh, Shireen is uh, Palestinian, aged 58, but feels 28, uh, loving, passionate, creative, happily divorced twice, and a mother of an Ethiopian adopted uh, kid, and uh, a hardworking woman. Thank you, Shireen. Let me get a thumbs up from the crew. Did we go over under 80 characters? Okay, so actually, I think we went over 80 characters, Mm -hmm. but we're going to make you an exception. Yeah, but uh, I went over 80 because of my generosity. Yes, yeah. I, know, I know. I can we're, dwell even more uh, now. I think we're happy to change okay. the rules uh, to, to, to make sure that they, for today. they suit you for today. Thank for you. Sure. Thank you. Uh, and I don't feel intimidated. That's not why we're changing the rules <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I'm not going to pack up and go home. I'll continue <laughs> okay. with you. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Shiri. So uh, for the next game... I think we, we can make it we, without changing the rules, okay? okay. So we're going to play a TikTok challenge. I assume this is your first TikTok challenge. Yes. Okay. So we have one minute on the clock, and I have 10 questions to ask you, okay. and I'm going to be super fast. Um, and hopefully we're not going to go over time together. You ready? Done. Okay, Shireen. If you had not worked in retail and business, you would have been a? Psychologist. Work from home, office or mall? Everywhere. Who's your idol in business? My ex-boss. Can I convince you to open a TikTok account and make a TikTok with me by the end of this podcast? Absolutely, I feel jealous. What's your biggest pet peeve at home? Nothing. What's your biggest pet peeve at work? Unnecessary meetings. Industry buzzword that pisses you off? Fashionista. Industry buzzword that you're guilty of using? Experiential. Favorite brand within Majid Al-Futaim? That. Favorite getaway place in Dubai other than the malls? Cinema Aqil. Cinema We're good. We're good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So I have a confession. Uh, when I was working here, if you remember in the town halls, I used to have an annoying number of questions for you. 
And that uh, actually drove me uh, to work with my colleagues at TikTok and start together the podcast to get a chance to get all of this time with you today. So for now, I want to understand your POV, uh, specifically on a topic that I think is close to your heart, which is malls being the anchors of community. So POV with Shirin Khatib on malls as the anchors of community. So Shirin, a lot of people talk about the future of retail and the future of shopping malls. Uh, and we really wanted to hear it from you in general. Like what, before we get into what's the past and the present and the future of retail, first, what role do shopping malls play in this region and what's the particularity of them compared to other regions of the world where people have a different point of view on the role of malls in people's lives? Yeah. So uh, I think shopping malls in the region uh, here in the Middle East or specifically in the GCC, are a destination for people not only to go shopping, but to meet family and friends, to have a meal, to go to the movies, uh, to experience something. And uh, given our climate in this uh, region, uh, it is an ideal indoor space to spend most of your day. So shopping malls are an integral part of our culture. And uh, shopping is also an important element of our culture. So shopping malls serve that purpose of uh, welcoming people to uh, dwell, whether they're buying something or eating or enjoying something. So uh, this is really the role of shopping malls in this part of the world, as opposed to it being a pure shopping destination in other uh, regions of the world. I see. And Shirin, in sociology, they refer to the concept of the third place, the first being home, second being work. Would you agree that shopping malls like your shopping malls serve as the ultimate third place for people in the region? In this region, yes, absolutely. Because uh, uh, if you're not a person who does uh, outdoor sports or what have you, uh, where else would you go? If you you want to uh, uh, go to a movie, it's in the mall. If you want to have a nice meal with family or friends, it's in the mall. Uh, You want to do your shopping list, the hypermarket is in the mall. Other shopping like apparel, it's in the mall. So uh, definitely, shopping malls are a third place, I and would I, say. And I understand, like, as I listen to you, you say the mall, you don't always say the shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Even though this is still the shopping mall business unit within MAF, what is your view on the terminology? I feel the word shopping is going to be dropped very soon. Yeah. And I feel uh, we're going to be moving more towards uh, a naming of destination or spot or... I haven't thought really of a name, but I I definitely think uh, a few years down the line, uh, there will be less of shopping and more of experience. And therefore, we will have to drop the word shopping. I understand. And it's not because shopping is going to go down. It's just because the role is so much more encompassing of other things that people do here than just shopping. Absolutely. It's more uh, experience, culture, uh, inspiring activations. Uh, People will go to discover and learn and enjoy and not just buy. Okay, so Shireen, you've set the stage, um, and I love that we're starting by clarifying what's the nuance here Mm. of malls Mm. and these physical destinations, physical spaces in the region. Mm. Um, And this is why when we speak about the future of these spaces Mm. here, it's very different than the future than maybe other people see in places like North America. And what I love really about what you've been doing in in these uh, past several years since you've taken over leadership uh, of this business unit is that everything you talk about is concretely translating into experiences in the mall. So we've been walking around the mall 
uh, as we prepare for this uh, episode. And I see a number of new lounges and experiences that you've already launched that really translate into bringing this future of retail the way you see it uh, and making it part of our presence. Mm. So there's one I want to start with to ask you about, uh, which uh, I didn't expect to see in a mall. Um, I, there wasn't necessarily, I mean, there were things to shop there, but it wasn't necessarily about shopping and it was called Zaman Awal. Um, so can you tell us what is Zaman Awal and what role does it play in Mall of the Emirates? Okay. So uh, before I start telling you about Zaman Awal, I just want to mention that I think the future starts today. So the future of retail and the future of malls is not in a few years and is not in 10 years, etc. Uh, we need to start um, looking into what we offer in malls now because uh, this will be the foundation for what we do next in the short term and the medium term. Uh, Zaman Awal is a space uh, that celebrates the UAE culture. So it is a space that would attract uh, people who live in Dubai who want to know more about the old days. Zaman Awal means yes. uh, or the old days. Uh, people who would want to know about the UAE uh, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, what have you, and a place to attract tourists to come and learn about the UAE. Uh, we managed to infuse some modern elements in Zaman Awal, like uh, uh, the uh, modern souvenirs, the mugs, the t-shirts, the totes, etc. However, uh, what we were able to do is to put together a space where you can have uh, activations, workshops, you can even host an event in the space. It's got a cinema where we show footage related to the UAE heritage and history. And uh, going forward, we're introducing a very interesting uh, food and beverage concept that ties in very well with Zaman Awal. So it's about the UAE, really. So it's for Emiratis, it's for residents, and it is for tourists. For, from the point of view of why is it for Emiratis, it is a place for Emiratis to connect, to come and uh, experience the space while showing their old black and white photos that they have, the personal yeah. stuff, the video footage they have from the old days. So there, this is the element of community connection, really, which is part of the future of malls. One of the trends is community connection. So this space is for the Emiratis first and foremost, then the residents and then the tourists. I love this because it ties back to the role of Mall of the Emirates and all the other shopping malls uh, within your portfolio in the region uh, without getting into the numbers. But if we do the math and you take your daily footfall in Mall of the Emirates and you divide it by the population in Dubai, the percentage you get is close to 4% mm -hmm. uh, at times. And this really makes me think, like if you take any other destination in the world, like mm. the percent of people who go to the Eiffel Tower versus mm. percent of people uh, versus the total population of Paris, yeah. it's always much lower. Mm. But in a place like Mall of the Emirates, it's, it's mind boggling to think that almost 4% of the city's population is almost daily in the mall. So it becomes much more than a mall. It's the beating heart of a city. It's a town square. It's really part of the city. You're literally connected anyway Absolutely. via metro with, yes. with the, the rest of the city. So yeah. it's uh, in that sense, it's not a standalone unit, but it's just part of the overall ecosystem of the city Absolutely. and the community. Absolutely. And this is something we relate a lot to because TikTok is all about community. Yes. So, yes. so we, we really believe in the power of community. Mm -hmm. We always say we are not a social media platform. Mm -hmm. We're a video platform where, where you have digital campfires and people find each other's communities and sub-communities based on their interests. Yes. So we might be doing it in a 
virtual uh, space yes. uh, online uh, and this is where it happens uh, in real life. So yeah. I think there's more in common uh, than, than is usually I obvious. I agree, I agree. So thanks for that, Shireen. And the, the other innovations, there are plenty and I think we can spend the entire podcast talking about mm -hmm. them. But there's a couple I wanted to ask you about because they're also brand new. So I passed by Kledor, mm -hmm. uh, which is in the beautiful renovated fashion dome. Yes. I, I see like now there's an F&B concept with Cipriani. There's all the luxury brands have moved uh, in. Uh, it has a completely new life, yeah. that area. And in there, I saw Kledor. Can you tell us about Kledor? Yeah. So Kledor uh, is a space for uh, both the customers and the brands in the mall, the luxury brands. Uh, in terms of what it uh, helps the brands with, it's a venue for events. It could be a launch, it could be a trunk show, it could be a personal appearance of a designer, etc. So it's a fantastic, exclusive, elegant space to host events. Uh, from a customer's perspective, It's a nice waiting place yeah. or a waiting area while your friends or your spouse is shopping uh, where you can have a bite, you can get your nails done, or you have a space where you can host a private lunch or a private dinner. And there's also uh, a place for personal styling and personal shopping. So it really serves the luxury community within the mall. Uh, whether you're a customer or you're a brand. And this, so Shireen, this sounds lovely and dedicated to the luxury uh, loving community that come to the mall. What is the difference between Kledor and the Nine, which I saw near the Kempinski area? Yes, the Nine is more business oriented. So okay. it's for people who want to come and meet, uh, discuss business over a cup of coffee, uh, work in the space. We've got uh, a number of working stations. Uh, it's uh, supported by a nice cigar lounge and a lovely restaurant, Garth. Uh, so it's really um, more business oriented. We have a fantastic, uh, well-equipped meeting room that is booked most of the week, every week, uh, by various companies and brands. And it is also a nice events venue. So we have a number of luxury brands who use the Nine as a, as a platform to, uh, to host their customers and to uh, introduce new launches or uh, have a full week of activation and they take over the space. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit different than, than Claydor in the sense that you go there to work. It's okay. peaceful space. Uh, you don't get distracted and it's an extremely elegant and well-equipped space uh, in terms of uh, the tech stuff that you need for, for you to have a meeting, for a video conference, etc. This is what I meant earlier about concrete mm. because you've concretely implemented these interventions that you don't usually expect to see in a, in a shopping mm. mall, right? Mm. So when we say community, it's, it's a broad term, but there are many yeah. communities. So you have the luxury-loving community, Now they have Kledor. You have the business community, people who would like to work from the mall. You have the Nine. Uh, you have the Emirati community and people and who want to discover the Emirati culture. culture. Absolutely. Community, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you also have the theater. You have you know, so many other uh, destinations. Uh, but, uh, but it all comes to the fact that the future of retail, in your point of view, is about elevating these physical spaces that used to be about shopping only. Yes and FNB into more of cultural spaces yes, yes. and places that really become third places yeah. because no matter how much the virtual world will accelerate, mm. we will always have a need to meet in yes. person, yes. right? So yes. as, as human beings. Mm. 
So we really, really love this. Uh, I need to ask you, we see a lot of innovation coming from Majadul Fotem in the space of customer experience specifically. And this is not only in shopping malls. Obviously, we see the, the Carrefour checkout, share pay uh, that's coming from Maf Holding, all of these different innovations. What particular innovation that is uh, slightly more techy are you most proud of when it comes to shopping malls? Store of the Future at Mall of the Emirates. Can you tell us about yeah, it? Yeah, so uh, Store of the Future is a space that is tech-enabled. Uh, it's uh, been launched in uh, partnership with Cisco. Uh, it's a space that uh, has uh, digital screens, video collaboration, uh, augmented reality. It has a uh, room for insights and uh, analytics. So it's a space where brands can uh, launch something with minimal stocking but using all the uh, um, digital uh, layers to uh, showcase the collection, showcase the brand, etc. And it is a digital experience in a physical space. So okay. it really is a proper depiction of what digital is okay. all about. So uh, we launched that uh, last year and uh, the space is attracting many customers and we have brands lined up waiting to use that space uh, when the current exhibitor um, ex so, exits. So let's use that as a segue to understand a bit from a business model standpoint. Mm -hmm. So all of these innovations and initiatives that you're doing, are these operated by MAF or do you basically get tenants and you lease them out uh, to tenants? Like when we speak about store of the future versus mm -hmm. Zaman Awal, for example, how does the business model uh, work? So uh, Zaman Awal is a um, math space. Okay. However, Store of the Future is a store in the mall that can be leased by tenants, but it's a digital store. Okay. Uh, traditionally, we leased physical stores. Today, this space is tech-enabled, so we are moving more towards the uh, integration of digital and physical. And uh, going forward, there should be more such spaces coming into our malls and not just Mall of the Emirates. So when tenants uh, start realizing that uh, this space is very special in terms of how they uh, exhibit themselves to the world, there will be more of stores of the future. Okay, and it's not only on a B2C standpoint, you're offering value to shoppers basically to have an experience that is richer than only buying products, but also from a B2B standpoint to your tenants and to your potential tenants, you're creating a new value beyond offering the footfall, correct? Absolutely. Because traditionally the role of shopping malls was, I bring the footfall and you pay me leasing and yes. this is how it works. Yes. So you, do you see this continue scaling uh, across the region or is this UAE specific? No, I would see it scaling because it's part of the future of retail. Uh, some uh, retail will be digital, some will be physical with experience and the experience doesn't have to be necessarily digital. Um, so yes, the future holds a lot of opportunity and space for such formats. Okay, and Shireen, speaking of the future, we already feel we are in the future sitting here in this mm. beautiful space. Let's talk a little bit about uh, that concept store. I already said it's your brainchild, everybody knows. Uh, for the listeners and the viewers mm. who might have not yet had the chance to visit, how did that come into the world, basically? How was this idea conceived? So uh, the idea came about uh, from my thinking of what is the future of retail? And uh, how can you um, deliver a one-stop shop 
uh, in a nice and quirky and inviting and inspiring way. So that came about as a result of all my experience of more than 25 years in retail, uh, where I um, uh, tried and managed, and I think I was successful in putting together different elements that resonated with me as a consumer, uh, different elements that I saw during my travel around the world, and especially to um, uh, fashion cities like uh, New York, uh, Paris, London, Milan, etc. Um, and bringing and localizing it in a way. So putting many things on one platform, you have uh, beauty, you have F&B, you have the shopping element, uh, you have a number of other services, uh, and putting it all under one roof and ensuring that the delivery is different, not your typical uh, sort of uh, store, physical store, where all you see is merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. So there's a twist to everything in that. And there's a big element of localization. We have the grocery as soon as you walk in, yes. which uh, brings back uh, the uh, memories of the old groceries in Jumeirah, in Dubai, in Jumeirah and Deira, etc. But it's not your typical grocery. No, yeah. it's, it is a mimic of, of the <laughs> yeah. typical grocery. Because uh, uh, I saw some luxury items in the grocery yes, combined but, but, with yeah, actual Yeah, but you grocery. can also find diapers in the grocery diapers. and Vimto and so... Diapers and luxury bags. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a that grocery. And uh, we have the atrium feature, with, which has many elements from uh, the city of Dubai, uh, some road signs, elements from the past, uh, the incense burner, an old black and white television, etc. And uh, we have uh, local artists who have done a lot of work for us on the walls of the store. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's a Including place... Including the beautiful art installation? Yes, yes. So... Uh, uh, Putting all of this together, you bring together art, culture, experience, shopping, all on one platform. And everything is different and unique. So you have F&B concepts. I'm here almost every weekend downstairs. Yes. Uchimoshi. Yeah. Don't want to make an ad, but yes. it's it's not what you expect uh, usually. Yeah, things are done differently. In they're that. done very yeah, differently. Yeah. And we, we like doing things differently as well uh, on TikTok. Uh, and uh, one of the cultural magazines recently called TikTok the new virtual mall. And the parallel that we see between the two is joyful discovery. So mm -hmm. basically on TikTok, uh, you, you don't go in to watch what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. You go in. And TikTok basically is there to inspire creativity and bring joy mm. and curate for you videos that are meant to boost your serotonin and like draw yes. a smile on your yes. face. So uh, in that sense, I believe, maybe it's because I miss working with you, but I believe we're in the same business, which is the business of curation, yes. right? The business of, you're in the business of creating experiences and cu curating maybe collections in the case of that and different experiences shoppers can have. And on TikTok, we curate different content and yes. that content leads people to discover uh, products as well and uh, hopefully as well maybe come to different department stores or concept stores. So with that, what do you think is the future of the concept store? We spoke about the future of the shopping mall. The, con the concept store or the department store uh, is different than a mall. Uh, it, uh, it, it can be very rich in experience, but it doesn't have everything that a shopping mall has to offer usually. So do you see a sustainable future for department stores in general? Absolutely. As long as we continue to curate and curate uh, differently, uh, ensuring that um, uh, experience is an integral part of the offer 
and obviously connecting the online with the offline and, uh, and introducing digital elements. That, for example, launched with that app and it launched with uh, digital screens, uh, magic sc um, mirrors actually in the fitting rooms. Uh, so uh, uh, bearing in mind that there is a consumer out there who cares about the offline as much as the online and uh, the link between the two where omnichannel becomes the name of the game is very important. So as long as these concept stores continue to curate and curate in a unique way and infuse the digital uh, layer, uh, they have a future. And change change the traditional way of thinking because traditionally you want to know what are the best-selling SKUs. Yes. You want to keep them maybe yes. uh, as much as uh, possible uh, and looking at the share of shelf and all of these different metrics. But these have, these have always been the name of the game in traditional physical stores. Absolutely. Yeah. One yeah. of the things we, I learned from you, uh, change based on that traditional way of mm. thinking, uh, is basically when you talk about don't be afraid to bring something even if it's a fad, Kill it if you have to kill exactly. it. And then test and learn and pivot and absolutely, change. Absolutely, because there is a role for concept stores uh, to play, which is inspiring people and uh, uh, encouraging them to discover, to learn. Uh, concept stores are, uh, uh, are different from your traditional store in the sense that they do things differently. They do things in a very unique way and they are at many times uh, based on certain themes as concept stores. Yeah. So the fact that a concept store has to play a role is to continue to, to bring in new and test and kill it if it doesn't work and continue to bring the new and not fall into the trap of being another traditional physical store. Because it's not only about customer acquisition, but also retention. And you want yes. to give people a reason to come back. Exactly. You don't want people to exactly. think that and I've they, already seen everything. And so. they want to see something different every few weeks when they come into the store. So. Uh, you need to be inspiring them all the time. Again, inspiring creativity, curation, hyper-personalization, joyful discovery. These are things I believe we have in common. So I'm going to make sure we open that TikTok account for you by the end of this episode. Indeed. Thank you, Shireen, for Thank your you. POV on malls, the, being the anchors of community. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, Shireen, we're going to move now to heart share comment. So when we open the TikTok account, you're going to see that when you see a video, you can either heart it, if you really like it, or you can share it, or you can comment on it. So I'm going to read out to you a few stats. You can tell me if you want to share them, who do you share them with? If you want to comment on them, what's your comment? Okay. Or you can just say heart. We're good? Good. So shopping mall tenant sales increased by 21%, while footfall increased 20% to 100 million visitors compared to last year. Heart, heart, heart. Heart. This is Majid al shopping malls. Uh, while online penetration of retail has increased to 7% in MENA, the majority of retail is driven through offline channels. Like. There's no like. <laughs> There's no like. Heart share or comment? <laughs> uh, share with my team at with shopping malls. Yes. Because uh, it means that shopping malls are here to stay. Absolutely. Companies that innovate through a crisis outperform the market by an average of 30% in the four-year period following. Uh, heart. Gen Z will account for one-fifth of all spending in the luxury goods sector globally by 2025. Comment. What's the comment? So the comment is, yes, these are our future consumers. 
and all what we're doing uh, today is to ensure that we meet their expectations and exceed their expectations at certain times. Uh, it is very important that we uh, pay attention to what they look for, what they like, what resonates with them in order for us to ensure that we stay relevant. TikTok inspires more active exploration with 68% of users asking questions about brands and looking up reviews. Heart. Offline channels contribute to 75% of the revenue of the apparel retail market in the United Arab Emirates. Heart, heart, heart. In the future, 76% of retail customers will check online reviews before they purchase. Comments, which makes digital important and which makes omnichannel very, very crucial to ensuring the success of retail in the future. Okay. While promotions are important for one in two shoppers, 61% of shoppers say that inspiration is the most influential trigger. Absolutely, and particularly with Gen, with Gen Z, I think uh, they need to be inspired and they uh, need to uh, be going after products and experiences that resonate with them and that are different from what we used to offer 10 years back and 20 years back. Okay, so that was a comment. Mm. So 47% of consumers expect touch-free technologies to be made available across retail outlets. Comment. Uh, this is alarming. Uh, physical interactions are very important for me as an individual, and the way the world is going scares me at times. Okay. The UAE retail market is expected to reach $79 billion by 2024. Heart. Heart. Thank you, Shirin. This was heart, share, comment. Okay, Shirin, so this is a TikTok podcast, so we're definitely going to have a sound-on section mm -hmm. because we are a sound-on platform, and we're going to listen to quotes that you have said in the past, okay. but using text-to-speech mm -hmm. from TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I would like you to give us context around what you meant by that quote okay. and when did you say it, what do you remember mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Sounds good? All right, so let's start with the first quote. I would hate to live my life behind a laptop. I would hate to live my life behind a laptop. Yes. What's the context? Uh, I think I just mentioned to you that as an individual, I uh, value a lot human interactions. And uh, the way the world is going uh, makes everything available at our fingertips through your mobile or your laptop. I wouldn't like to see uh, going out vanishing or meeting people vanishing. Uh, I would like to still live in the physical world. It's a balance, right? It's not either... Yes, but uh, I'd like uh, digital to be minimal in my life. Okay. In your life specifically? Yes. But for your shoppers, you're going to continue... No, they can do whatever experience. they like and we will serve them with whatever they need. But I'm talking about myself. About Shirin. Yeah. All right. So the second soundbite from Shirin. When I worked in advertising, it felt like we were selling words at an expensive rate. Oof, that's a big statement. Yes, very big statement. Again, I think this ties in with uh, physical for me. Um, I felt we were selling something up in the air, an idea, maybe a claim, and charging a lot of money for it. Uh, so I felt that I was lying. <laughs> yani, I, I don't want all the people in the advertising industry to hate me for saying this, but we were overcharging clients big time, and it killed me. I, I did not go to sleep uh, with peace of mind at all. But I see you do a lot of advertising for your shopping malls, so yeah, do you believe okay, in advertising today? Uh, 
If you advertise the right thing, yes. But being on the advertising agency side, uh, I wonder if they are able to charge less okay. to, to make it more sort of uh, sensible. Okay. Uh, you need to advertise, but I, I didn't like being in the business. And when I moved to retail, I uh, moved to luxury retail and I was selling very expensive stuff. But it was material. Yeah, jewelry. I started with Bulgari. But it was there. It was a piece in front of you. You could touch it, feel it, wear it, love it, okay. enjoy it, you know, okay. but it was concrete. It was there. On TikTok, we say don't make ads anyway. We say make TikToks yeah. uh, because we believe in uh, being authentic and uh, making sure your ads come across native uh, on our platform. Yes. Um, so interesting, uh, interesting soundbite. I'm going to move to the third one now. There is no way I would do something that I don't love doing. Because otherwise it would be a waste of life. And Ima this is in general? Yeah, in general. I mean, imagine doing a job you don't enjoy doing. It's uh, more than half of your life. And uh, imagine being with people you don't enjoy being with. Uh, imagining food that you don't like, that you have to eat. It's, it's a waste of life. It's a waste of life. I'm going to take it as a compliment that you do enjoy being with us. and this Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, now we're going to play a game uh, called Roulette of the Future. Uh, we spoke uh, earlier, you mentioned actually that the future is not then, the future is now and the future starts today. Yes. So many times when you say future of retail, people imagine the year 2040 and what's happening then. Yeah. Future of retail starts today, next week is part of the future. It has so many horizons. Yes. So we're going to play a game. We're going to ask you to roll the roulette twice, okay. each time on a different topic. And depending on which year we land, I'm going to ask you to imagine what that future is going to look okay. like. All right. Okay, Shirin. So the first time we roll the roulette mm. is going to be on the retail industry in Mina. Mm. In the middle of the TikTok logo. Mm. All right. So we landed at next year. So the future of the retail industry in Mina next year, 2023. How do you imagine it? Uh, not very different from what it is today, but perhaps... Uh with the more digital experiences introduced across shopping malls, not just math shopping malls, but in the, in the industry in general, uh, perhaps uh, more um, homegrown concepts in F&B, supporting retail in shopping destinations, uh, and I think a move, a stronger move towards culture and art. Okay. Yeah. And when it comes to FNB, do you like what is the role FNB usually within uh, shopping malls beyond generating revenue and beyond paying their rent? What is the impact that FNB has on shopping specifically? Uh, first of all, it increases dwell time in the mall, so uh, people spend a longer time, and then people uh, leave happy unless they feel guilty after a meal okay. because of their weight. <laughs> but usually, they leave satisfied. So they would have shopped, had a nice meal, sat down with family or friends, had a good time. So it increases the satisfaction level. Okay, Shireen, we're going to roll the roulette one more time, but mm. this time we're going to roll it for Mall of the Emirates. Mm. So let's roll the roulette together and imagine Mall of the Emirates. Mall of the Emirates. 2030. Yeah. So Mall of the Emirates in 2030 would... Uh, have gone uh, through a facelift. The interior of the mall would look a bit different, uh, more modern, uh, simpler, cleaner in terms of aesthetics and design. 
uh, it would have uh, more pop-up spaces for uh, uh, young brands and small businesses. And it would be um, a home to uh, many cultural events, far more than what we have today, and would have uh, more uh, art galleries, NFT galleries, and what have you. Nice. Thank you. Can't wait to visit then. Until then, we're still going to come almost on a daily basis to Mall of the Emirates. So because it's you. home to many people. It is home. It's definitely home. Uh, thank you for playing Roulette of the Future, Shirin. Thank you. So we're moving towards a reply to comment section. We're going to ask you a couple of questions that are coming from our TikTok community. Mm -hmm. uh, the first question is, what is the best advice you've gotten in your career? Very early on in my career, when I had very little experience with managing people, uh, someone gave me the advice and said, treat your team the way you would like your boss to treat you. And it took me places in leadership. But you've, you've <laughs> referred to yourself as uh, mother hen in the past. Yes. Is, is that correct? Hey, but what do you mean no, by it? Okay, mother hen and no... Uh, and no uh, looking after my team, but at the same time being demanding and trying to get the best out of them, raising the bar for them all the time. Uh, but that's not the only element of how I would like my boss to treat me. I'd like my boss to be a mentor, to make sure I develop, I grow. Uh, I'd like my boss to be uh, sharing in terms of knowledge. I would like my boss to uh, give me challenging assignments. And no. Okay, eh. okay. So we, we, you, you drive discipline, but at the same time you care and you want to make sure yes. that you're learning from your boss and that your team is learning yes. from you overall. Yes. Um, the last question for you today. Uh, what is one role that doesn't exist today that you would like to create for the future? I've created it already a few weeks ago and I'm sure you're going to be very jealous. It's a placemaking director. Placemaking director? Yes. We are uh, introducing this position in our shopping malls business. And it's uh, because of the importance of, play, of placemaking in the industry. There will be a dedicated director to this function. And eventually, I am sure we will be building a team uh, under this person. For our listeners or viewers who didn't understand what placemaking is, can we elaborate? It's creating destinations. It's curating uh, uh, an offer and a content in places. So... Placemaking, making, making Place making it, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Shirin, honestly, like I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. I feel like we could go no, on. No, 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 no. So sorry, maybe but, sorry, Arif, enough is enough. No, no. Go Thank on. you. Thank you. Very uh, nice uh, spending time with you. Very nice, always uh, spending time day. with you. Thank, Thank you, you Shirin Khatib. <laughs> Uh, this was Shirin Khatib, Chief Executive Officer of Majid al Fatim Shopping Malls at the Future of Retail Podcast. And as for me, I will see you in another version of the future in the future. I feel like I'm left alone. So.